Welcome to another episode of Queer Tales. Uh, this is episode four, and I am joined today with Sinead Huggins-Young. I was very much pushed to include the young, otherwise I would be in trouble, apparently, with uh, Esther, who is Sinead's wife. So do you want to say hi, Sinead? Hi, everyone. How's it going? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. They'll be hearing this on Tuesday, but it, they get the sentiment. <laughs> yeah, they, they know. It's grand. <laughs> So the title for this episode is Female Force, and we will explain the reasoning for that title in a little while. But to start off, so what we do in every episode is the how do you identify in terms of gender, pronouns, and sexuality. So I always just start with myself. Um, I am a cisgender male. Um, I use he, him pronouns, and I am gay. Do you want to fire away? Yeah, I am a cisgender female. I use she and her, and I am a bisexual slash pansexual. Very good. And then the next question is, why did you want to be on the podcast? Okay, so um, I just basically wanted to talk about um, my upcoming film that I'm doing called Female Force. And it's basically woman's perspective in the security industry in Ireland and um, the issues that that's faced with, such as uh, sexism, homophobia. You'd, you'd be really surprised to hear it. Like, you know, it's, it's a unique in, insight to it. For sure, I'd say like um, when it comes to like female security, all of the ones I've dealt with, I've always been like the nicest security I've ever come across. But I am so not surprised that other people in like just the world, but like in general in the community would be a bit off with them. Because I know like the way that they treat male security guards isn't exactly perfect either. So like I can only imagine when you have females there that like straight men in particular probably just <laughs> yeah you'd think it would be them that's doing the homophobia and in some parts it would be but yeah. it's actually a lot of the people you're working for like oh. for instance the people i'm working for now are the best people i've ever worked for they yeah. treat me with the most respect they're absolutely lovely to me they get, treat me as an even part of the team and uh i'm really appreciative of it but it hasn't always been that way I've, I've done the job for six years now yeah and i've dealt with some not nice companies and some very not nice um see how it works is you work for a company and yeah. they place you in different shops different areas different sites and it's the people on those sites who think they know your job when they have no idea what you're supposed to do yeah and they they kind of treat you like you're working for them yeah so you're working for this company your company is getting yeah. hired by these people but these people are thinking of you as like their exactly. worker exactly mm. exactly and then that company that i would work for would be like okay i say oh you know i i give you an example basically the movie is 30 different 30 odd different scenarios of things i've experienced and what i'll be wearing a gopro as it's being shot so you'll see it as i saw it yeah, you'll see what I could be a reenactment or a, yeah, you know, that kind of thing, and um, basically, like one of one, I'll give you an example of one of the scenarios. Um, I get placed to work in a shop. Yeah, and then that we won't mention the name. We won't mention the name in the film either. I don't <laughs> want to get anybody into trouble. But um, basically, I get put in this shop, and the first day I'm there, the first manager who I encounter is like, "Okay, stand at the door. That's it." Keep an eye on people who are coming in. Brand stand at the door. The next day I go in and the store manager comes up to me and he says, why are you standing at the door? You should be walking around the shop. And I say, oh, okay. I was told by this person, but if that's what you want me to do, that's what I'll do. Yeah. I walk around the shop. The next day 
The first manager comes in again, starts coming screaming at me in the middle of the shop, roaring and screaming. And then when I go up to the break room, I can hear him discussing. They don't know I'm outside the door. Yeah. And they're, they're calling me this, that, and the other, very homophobic slurs. Yeah. And I just kind of walk in the room and look them in the eye, and they just kind of put their heads down and go off doing their thing. Mm. And when this woman person was screaming at me um in the middle of the shop yeah she was she was saying give your supervisor's number i'm going to call your supervisor blah 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 and then as i was sitting in the break room i get a call from the company and they said oh can you come into can you come into um to the office tomorrow we want to talk to you like yeah no problem yeah and uh we're all issued with cameras like so i took off this camera that i had on showed them everything that happened and they said oh yes I understand you I saw that you followed procedure but there's actually we actually can't do a whole lot about it and I was like okay why not and they said well the shop is our is our customer so okay if we lose that contract then like we, we have nowhere else to put you at the moment because there's no other contracts that's the only one we have in that place so and I'm like, okay, so you're not going to do anything about the homophobia. Hmm. Uh, you're not going to treat my complaint seriously. So what now? Am I fired? And then they said, oh, well, fired's a very strong word. We'd prefer to use the term let go, but we will not be able to give you a reference for the last year you've worked for the company. And that was uh, that was within the last three years. So <laughs> it's not like... Uh, like Yeah. There's so many things that they could have done for you, especially when they had these video recordings to be like, they could go back yeah. to the shop and be like, no, actually you are in the wrong in this case. Yes. Yeah. That whole thing of the customer is always right, which everyone knows is not true. The customer is barely ever right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, That's horrible. Yeah. And like, you know, I've worked with some brilliant people yeah. and I've worked with some, some awful people. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. depends, it depends company to company. Some companies are brilliant. Some yeah. companies need to really update their policy and look into things. And um, not only that, like it kind of shows, like that's just one scenario. That's just an example of that kind of thing happening. It's also going to show things like medical emergencies. Like I'll give you another, I'll give you another example. Um, there was one time I was working in Hulk in a festival type setting. Yeah. And I was in this kind of uh, marquee type area and I was watching a crowd and somebody taps me on the shoulder and he says, excuse me, but that guy over there is going to hit that guy over there. And as I turned around, somebody gets glassed in the face with a glass bottle. So Jesus. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what we got to do. Yeah. I radio it into the guys and um, run over to the guy who hit him with the bottle grabbed him by the back of the shoulders and put him to the floor. And then I called, like the guys came running over and held him down. And then I went over to the guy who got hit in the face or whatever. Yeah. And I just like, I grabbed, I grabbed the t-shirt off somebody and kind of put pressure on it and stuff. But um, it showed like another part of the video is later on when I'm, I'm talking to my supervisor and I say to them, I say, oh, did you find out what happened with, that guy and he said yeah he's blind in one eye for the rest of his life now and I said oh did you find out why they were fighting and he said yeah it turns out they were so drunk that they thought he, what what the guy had thought that the other guy had robbed his drink 
but it was actually on the table right next to him the whole time. <laughs> there's a lot of things like that. It's, it's, it's drunk, it's drunk young people. I, like it's not even just guys, it's drunk, drunk young people yeah. who has too much to drink and think the world is against them. Like, do you know? Yeah, there's and, nothing worse um, than angry drunks. Just people who think like everyone who bumps yeah. into them is starting a fight and it's just like, oh, yeah. Christ. <laughs> exactly. And it's kind of like, um, it's just basically that. It's just basically what I've experienced in the last six years over many security jobs because in security, you never really work for one company. You kind of get passed around to each company. Yeah. And um, I've done like every single job in security. You can imagine every, anything from like, you know, working on racetracks to working in pubs yeah. to these kind of things, you know. And do you think there's um, unique portions to working in security as a queer person to if you are straight? I don't know. Like, I think, I think, like, if you have a really good team, it doesn't really matter because they treat yeah. you like everybody else. A person, the way that you are. Yeah. But it's also nice in a way that, you know, they have this idea in their head that they need to protect you as well. So they really okay. be watching your back, yeah. which is nice at the same time. But at the same time, you want to be treated as everybody else. It's kind of that kind of, yeah. you know, you, you see it from each side. But some people who aren't particularly very, very tall, like I'm kind of broad, like, but I'm not tall. So they're kind of like, oh, you know, she's only little. we got to mind her. <laughs> and then you'll find another person who's like, what are you doing? Like, she's way more capable than you are. I go back to your spot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And so what was like the inspiration? Uh, where did it come out of uh, that you were like, oh, I really want to make a film about this and really share the experience? It kind of came out of nowhere. Like I was just, I just, um, I kind of woke up one day and I was like, oh, that'd be a really good idea for a film. It happens a lot. And I write them all in a book because like I nice. did filmmaking in college. So I've been yeah. doing films all the time, but I write all the ideas in a book and I'm like, this is actually a really good idea. And that's yeah. like, I, like I usually make films with no budget, but I'm like, with 30 different scenarios, different setups, it's like making 30 different movies. Yeah. And um, I, I'm going to be like, yeah, so it's, I'm going to need a budget for it, basically. Yeah. Do you have ideas of like how you're going to do the reenactments? Like I know you're shooting with the GoPro so that it looks like. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to make it as authentically as it happened. Well, I'm yeah. going to try to. Like, yeah. Some bits will be dramatized, but like the main story is exactly what happened. I'm not yeah. going to use. I'm not going to use people's real names. I'm not going to use the company names. I'm not trying to get anybody into trouble, especially myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but like, but I do want to show what goes on because unless you're in it, you don't know about it. Yeah. You know. And I think yeah, that first story that you told me, like, it'll be great to highlight that some of these companies need to kind of wake up and realize that they need to take care of their employees first yeah. rather than like worrying about their contracts as their main concern. Yes. See, the security industry is such a high turnover rate. Like yeah. people people get fired over nothing because they know they can replace them with 10 more. Like mm -hmm. it's a bit it's a bit less with the women because there's not a lot of people, women doing security. Yeah. And like a lot of the places legally, they have to have a woman to go in the women's toilet and, you yeah. know, check out what's going on and stuff. But um, not a lot of them do have women. Okay, yeah. You know, because it's such a small community and then yeah. they usually don't end up checking the bathroom. And then if somebody's in there passed out, they have to send a staff member in who's not trained to deal with it. Yeah. You know, it's not ideal. But the companies get away with it because there, there, is, a, there is a regulation 
company who deals with security. But yeah. They only kind of really deal with people losing their licenses for very serious things like assaulting people. And okay, you know, yeah. that's the, that's the thing about security. Like we don't have, we don't have any kind of equipment. We, our only equipment is what we say and what we do. Yeah. So we to talk people down, like we're not the guards. We can't go arresting people. We can't, we can detain people if we're working in a shop, Yeah. but we can't arrest them. We can't hold them there. We can't, yeah. you know, put handcuffs on them or anything. It's just us talking to them. And that, that that's it, really. Yeah. You and know? do all security have those cameras now? Is that... No, it's only companies that can afford them. Yeah. And it's only really kind of used in a nightclub setting. Yeah, fair. Um, it's kind of like if any fight picks off, they can prove who did what. And if, if one of us get hit, it can prove to the guards that, you know, this person assaulted you or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it is a common thing. Like, it goes with the job. Yeah. You know, uh, people get hit. That kind of thing. That's that's just what happens. People are drunk and they start flailing around the place. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so terrible though to be able to say like, "Oh, that's just what happens." We just get hit sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um. So, do you want to talk a bit about your background in film? Yeah, sure. I um, it's just something that I kind of fell into. Like I was always interested in it, but when I went when it was time to go to college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I just kind of did what everybody else does and do either photography or film. And I absolutely loved it. And uh, yeah. there was it was a it was a one year course with the option to go to the second year. And I did the second year, and it was absolutely brilliant. And I've got loads of opportunities out of it. I've gone to work for some some pretty high end people who I probably shouldn't mention because of contracts I've signed. But um, yeah, yeah, but uh, but class. But it's it, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, but I've never really wanted to go commercial with it. I've always wanted to do my own films and my own ideas like I, for instance I love doing music videos for people for the fact that they never have any idea what they want they're like here's the lyrics what do you think I should do <laughs> and I've, I've always done some crazy stuff like I'm really into horror and uh, zombies and things like that so I do like all my own prosthetics and all my fake blood and stunts and stuff and um yeah that's what I'm really into so every time they're like oh you know what? Make this love story, and I'm like, how about zombies? <laughs> <laughs> a zombie love yeah. story. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I always try to sneak it in there somewhere, but and then sometimes <laughs> they come to me and they know exactly what they want, and I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, let's make it happen. And then I do like wedding videos and stuff, which is great. Is okay, you know, you get good money out of it, but yeah. you can't really be creative. You know, you kind of have to yeah have a set a set list of things you need to do. Yeah, and then uh, of course you have to deal with injuries. Like I had, um, I one of the music videos I did, we got a bit too creative with uh, the pyrotechnics, <laughs> and um, we didn't we didn't have any flares, so we decided to make some. So we had like um, we had like these uh, sparklers, and we just taped about you know ten of them together or something. Yeah, and the thing the thing blew up in the guy's hand, and oh, uh, okay. <laughs> kind of burnt all his hand. But um, but but it was a great shot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> worth it worked. It. <laughs> yeah, he said it was worth it. So you know, we oh, signed okay. a form to say signed a form to say any injuries occurred is not my fault. So I was okay. With that. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you worked on any other films, your own films before? Oh yeah, I've uh, I've probably about 20, 20, 20 movies that I would put my name to that were any good, okay. and then. Uh, but, but I've worked on about, Jesus, over 200 product, uh, yeah. productions of like 
other people's films and stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, in in college, every student makes about three short films, and there's oh, about yeah. thirty people in the class, and I'd always get involved in all of them one way, one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do when you're in college, you play every role. You do director, you do camera, you do makeup, you do you know, there's there could be fifty roles on the set. Yeah. And um. Yeah, but I've always I've always liked to be kind of a one person show. Like, I mean, I get people in to help me film and stuff, yeah. but I always like writing the story myself, filming it myself, editing it myself, start to finish. So you can, I don't know. I feel I I don't feel like if anybody else does it, it will be ruined, but it won't be what I want. A, a bit of a perfectionist, though. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you want if you want something done right do it yourself yeah that's fair <laughs> that's fair <laughs> so i suppose the, we'll move on to the next topic of discussion uh you are a married lady yeah how, how long ago was it that you got married it was uh friday the 13th of november 2020. an amazing day so a Love couple that. months ago nice <laughs> yeah well it was originally meant to be the 13th of june 2020 but covid happened and then we yeah. rescheduled like eight times and the guest the guest list went from 140 down to like 25 which was hard to do because we have well i have a big family so oh yeah but geez. um but no it was good it was nice it was small and intimate and we'll have the big party when we're allowed yeah that's fair yeah you can have your big blowouts whenever we're all allowed to gather again um yeah. oh yeah so that's recently enough so it's only five years after the uh, marriage equality vote yeah. and um so you were saying beforehand that you had dealt with some homophobia when you were organizing it was it um yeah yeah but there's a few there's a few things that happened um like first of all we wanted to have it in a church in west cork yeah they wasn't having that at all <laughs> but we kind of expected that in fairness yeah, like you yeah, know okay. it's only it's only fresh that this has been even legal I'm yeah. not expecting priests to be okay with marrying two women in their church. That's fine. We kind of met halfway and we got married in St. Peter's Church in Cork, which okay. is like a, it's like a vision centre now. It's kind of like a, it's like a museum on anything, but it used to be a church. So, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so, a good, yeah. good, good compromise. Yeah. And then we originally booked, we originally booked the reception with mm. a place in Cork and they said, they first of all they had no problems with it all grand you know paid for it happy out then it changed owners and the new owner was like okay just tell me all about it tell me what was happening and we'll try and make it happen the way it was meant to happen and um typed everything out the way we planned it and everything signed it off esther and sinead yeah and then they came back and they said oh actually because we're doing it up we want to charge you three times as much. And uh, so they ba basically they made it impossible for us not to do it without saying they were homophobic. Yeah. They were like, okay, well, first of all, they were like, that's no problem. You know, we'll charge you the same amount. And then when we sent our list of stuff and, and our names up. signed off at the end, they're like, oh, I see. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was kind of heartbreaking because it was a kind of a cinema-y type place, which is kind of ties in with the film, which is what I wanted. But, yeah, we got a great place in the end for half of what they were trying to charge us, and that's going to hopefully happen the the one year anniversary or whatever. And those people have been absolutely brilliant. They let us basically say, do what you want, do what you want, yeah. we have no problem, you know. And Which is, uh, yeah, how it should be. Yeah, and um, they there was another people we had problems with who was um, 
well, it wasn't even really, it wasn't even really kind of, we just gave them a suggestion and they didn't like it. Okay. Um, it was, it was like a wedding fair. So they yeah. showed off, they showed off jewelry, they showed off all these different wedding type things. Yeah. And I was talking to, I was talking to the organizer on Facebook and stuff. And I said, oh, you know, I watched your wedding fair on Facebook and, um, it was absolutely brilliant. They had great stuff there, but you never actually had anything for queer people. Do you have any stands that would represent the community? Like, for instance, not every bride wants to wear a dress. I might want to wear a suit. Would you have anything that would accommodate that? And they just said, nope. And I says, oh, okay. Well, how about I give you some suggestions? And she's like, if you can give me suggestions, I will put them on the page. No problem. I would love it. So okay. I text okay. all my friends. I was like, "Okay, do you know any? Do you know? Do you know any companies that would like do um, haircuts for queer people that would be a safe space? Um, that would do tuxedos, suits, that kind of thing." And I got a big, massive outpour from the community. And um, yeah, basically, they sent me all these lists. I sent this huge list off to them. Basically, when I went to look back at the conversation I had with them, because this was I posted on their page and they posted back to me. Yeah. They had deleted all the comments. So oh. like all, all the suggestions I put, all of the even me asking them about queer couples. And then I told the community about it. We have a very select group in the community. And yeah. they 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 all text me back, rolls up sleeves, let me text them. <laughs> so they all sent up a flood of texts. And like the, the support from the community is amazing. The community is yeah. brilliant. Like, like if you like when I did the GoFundMe, they all started pouring in donations, and we reached our first goal in six days, which is yeah. amazing. But um, but when the community members of Texas this group, they deleted all their comments too. That was oh, the end of it. Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, you can't change everyone. No. Like they, you see, they kind of have this idea of you know. Two straight people get married, a fairy tale, white dress, tucked for the man, you know. I know, but that's it. That's all they got. So is it gonna hurt them to have other options? Like Jesus. <laughs> no, like if anything, it's gonna make them more money because there's not really a whole lot of places that would do wedding stuff for queer people. Yeah, you know? so if they advertised it as a thing, it's gonna attract more people. Sure, yeah. they might lose some people as well, but the what they'll gain from it is gonna outweigh that. Yeah, because there is a bit there is a big community in Cork, like you know yeah and um yeah it's just i don't know i don't know i don't know what their problem is you know jeez but she got married um so it all it all worked out in the end <laughs> yeah no it was a great day we had our dog there he walked down the aisle and everything amazing and, yeah <laughs> we, we we cut our wedding because i'm so into horror we cut our wedding cake with um a sword uh, <laughs> a machete, a machete yeah. <laughs> um we we uh our friend made us a cake and um after the wedding the cake disappeared oh it just vanished so we had no cake <laughs> but um but i was actually talking to uh neil crenville on the radio because he's um esther's dad's friend so i yeah we, we, we go on the radio sometimes and um he was he was uh he somebody rang in the radio station from uh a cake place in Alan colleague trace of cakes she oh, yeah. she she got back to me and was like i'm gonna make you a new cake i'm gonna make you a new cake it's fine i'm gonna send Fab. you a cake. so um so that was that was great of them like you know people, yeah people are, people are really lovely like when like you get some there's only a small part of the community of the 
community in general that are homophobic. You know, it's very, very small. Yeah. The, the good people outweigh the homophobic people in tenfold. You know, yeah. like when I went on the radio, I was getting calls. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened to you. And I, 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 they almost want to apologize on behalf of all the straight people, you know. Yeah. Which is which is lovely. It was just lovely to see because it shows, it shows us changing, you know. Yeah, for sure. When you have your big blowout party, are you going to dress up? in the same outfits that you wore for the wedding and everything or yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking like i had a had a really nice kind of blue suit and she had a really nice white suit and um i had I got another suit i got for halloween has like zombies on it so i'm like oh will yeah. she let me get away with <laughs> we'll see so i gotta I'll talk to her about that i guess she knows my plan now after hearing this podcast but uh we'll see You've we'll see if i'll be killed away. for it yeah See, she's really into she's really into Batman, and I'm really into uh, uh, zombies. So when we get the we, we've ordered a big wedding cake for the reception, yeah. and it's going to be like a white cake with all blood splattered all over it, and zombies crawling up it, and Batman standing at the top. Amazing. So that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> we want to do something different, you know. Every wedding's always the same. Like I've I've watched so many weddings doing films, and I'm just like every time I'm at a wedding, I'm like. <sighs> They ever do something a bit different, like yeah. Some people do. Some people are brilliant. Like, but, um, some people keep it very traditional, and that's not really me. But you know, each yeah. to their own. I each guess. their own. Yeah, if that suits them, that's fine. But uh, yeah, yeah, I would go for originality all the time. Yeah. So it is Valentine's Day. Uh, you are unaware of what plans are happening for you today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we take it in turns each year, like so. To be honest, I kind of remember what we did last year because we were in lockdown. I don't think we did anything. So I don't even know whose turn it is. But yeah. she said, oh, I have an idea. So let me do it this year. I was like, okay, grand. But um, but I did still get her something. Hold on, I closed the door there now so she don't hear me tell yeah, you. Me just... <laughs> okay, so two things I did. I want to be a bit original this year instead of getting a present, a physical thing, because we have so much junk in the house. We don't need another junk present. Fair. So um, So basically... Esther has always said, um, there's only one other woman I'd ever marry, but you got there first. And it's this actor called um, uh, Bex Taylor Klaus. And um, so basically there's this great app called Cameo. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And basically you can get them to send a message. Yeah, to, with a certain name and everything. Yeah. So I was like freaking out because she had six days to send it to me. And today was the last day. And I got a notification this morning and it's been sent. But I haven't oh. seen it yet, so I'm going to let her see it and then I'm going to record her reaction. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's so, so good. That. And instead of a card this year, I saw on Facebook one of my friends said, um, it's this thing that you kind of, you can't, it's like a flat thing. Yeah. You pull it back. And when you pull it back, all this confetti shoots out of it and um, <laughs> like a, a, a photo cube pops out. Yeah. It's got like a message and some photos from the wedding on it. So something a bit original, that's, even though it's not even though it's not my turn, I want to do something like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super cute. The cameo thing's a really good idea. My friend did it for one of our other friends before, and just it's such it's something that people don't really expect to be like, yeah. Oh, this celebrity's saying happy birthday to me. What what is this? Yeah, that's it. That's Actually, so when it's cool. their favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I was checking if my favorites were on there, and I keep dropping hints, but. <laughs> uh, only only my like favorite YouTubers are on there, but I would have would you happy enough with that? Yeah, I'd be, be happy yeah, enough with that. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I suppose yeah, we'll, we'll speak about like. Oh yeah, before. I... Yeah, no, fire away. Oh yeah, I, I was just gonna mention about the GoFundMe um, before yeah. I forget. Um, basically, um, so there's uh, 
the op- the option like I I did like a kind of a thing to give back to the community. So if somebody donates thirty euro, they can be an extra in the film if they choose to do so because not everybody's comfortable being on camera. Yeah. And if they donate sixty euro, we'll give them a few lines in it and stuff, which is handy, you know, because it there's a lot of scenes and it helps fill out the roles. And if people want to get involved in it, it's kind of an incentive for them to donate. And um, but the community have been the best. Like within six days, all of the community members my friends and stuff just like posted a little bit here and a little bit there and some people posted a lot which was incredible and I wasn't yeah. expecting it at all and we reached a, the target of 600 euro in six days which was amazing amazing yeah and then we were and then I was like okay it's been six days should I put the goal up or should I just cut it off there and everyone was saying put the goal up a bit yeah so for I sure. put it up I put it up to a thousand because then I could use all of that money for um all the leftover money to put it into festivals yeah. And for post production and all that kind of thing, and um, yeah, it's, it currently stands at something like eight hundred fifty. So we only have one hundred fifty to go, but um, nice. but it's 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 great. Like people have been just pouring in the donations. I really appreciate it. So every anyone listening, thank you for donating, <laughs> and that was brilliant. So anybody else who wants to donate, they still can. Even yeah. if it goes over the goal, you can still donate. And uh, I just really appreciate everyone for doing that. Yeah. So if you go on to um, even the social media for Queer Tales, my link tree, I'm going to put a link to the GoFundMe page and keep it up there for a couple of weeks or until you hit the goal or, well, yeah, 150, you'll hit that goal. No bother. I'd say up and up another while there. Um, And I'll be sharing it around on all of the social media as well. So keep an eye out. Yeah, the Evening Echo have been in touch as well, so I'm waiting for a phone call from them as well. I think they want to do a little story about it, so Class. we'll see. But, but you got you hear it here first, though, on the Queer Tales podcast. <laughs> we got there before Evening Echo, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that was the goal. Um, so I suppose what we have left then is um, if we want to do the episode two feedback, if you want to see if Esther wants to join, she doesn't have to. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll run up and see if she's yeah, uh, give her a shout. And planning things. I'll t- I'll call her before I uh before I go in the room just in case she's planned some stuff. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me two seconds here. Yeah, no worries. I told I told everybody on this podcast that I know what I'm doing for you for Valentine's Day, and you don't know. Ah, that's really rude. Yeah, but you love me. Valentine's Day, oh no. Yeah, but it'd be too late then. Whatever. No, no, you need this one. I need this one. <laughs> Hello again. Hello. Were you telling her that you told me what you got her for Valentine's? <laughs> yeah, and everybody and everybody's gonna hear about it. Well, everybody in the house knows what I'm doing for you, and you don't know. So yeah, well, I can take it, and you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to introduce yourself and what you do? Um, so I'm Esther. I'm Sinead's wife. I work in Link uh, in Cork as a community liaison worker and. And yeah, that's we're working from home at the moment. Center is not open, so yeah. it's all online. But we do like drop in video calls and things like that. So it's and, good. And say what Link is. Well, Link is a center for lesbian and bisexual women. Yeah. So um, we run events. Like this week, we have our health week on at the moment. So we're doing like we have a different team kind of every day. So there's like things about well being and then mental health and sexual health it's, it's a good place to work good That's place class. to be okay i'll need to look it up do you, do you have stuff up on social media i'll 
shared around? Yeah, so there's uh, like the web- website is just link.ie, but on Facebook we have our link page. We're on Instagram. It's spelled L-I-N-C instead of L-I-N-K, as yeah. in lesbians in Cork. But yeah, I would recommend um, checking it out. Sounds good. Um, so just for this part, it was to do with episode two, so feminism and the queer community. Uh, so your brother Stephen came back to me with his feedback and your feedback okay. because yeah. yeah even like me and Kate discussed it afterwards like after the episode had gone up we were like that was a bit of a problematic episode wasn't it we we said some things that we should not have said there <laughs> or we didn't clarify things or god yeah <laughs> yeah I like I liked it and I enjoyed listening to it I just I felt it you didn't yeah it was it wasn't clear some of the things you were saying like yeah. um the one thing that really bothered me like I'm very like open about how everyone has their own view on like sexuality and what they do in their own time and yeah when you were talking about kink and how like sometimes it would lead to someone being like becoming controlling in a way that isn't good when yeah I think like I'm not in that community, but I think people in the kink community are the kind of people who know consent better than any of us. Yeah. Um, Because I think that they just, they know what, they know what they're doing, I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah, When it comes to BDSM and kink, like the whole backbone of it is consent. And I think, yeah, it was very much the scenario that was set forward about the girl on OnlyFans. And even that one, like we we were saying like, oh, is that promoting any sort of like predatory culture but like it's not because it's the same as like OnlyFans isn't only for porn it's also for all sorts of creators but people use it for pornographic material yeah I think like as long as yeah as long as as long as everyone is a consenting person then yeah as long as everyone is consenting then I think you know people do you know do what you want to do and if you're if you're happy doing it, then go for it. You know, why not? As long as it's not doing harm to anyone else, I think you're all good. Consenting yeah. and over the age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, because I wanted to clarify that one as well, because we definitely did kind of kink shame for like rape scenario. And we were saying like, oh, is that like problematic? And it's like, well, if there's two consenting adults involved, then of course it's yeah. not. Even if they're posting it up online, the people who are seeking this out are people who are into this. And that is part of their kink exactly. and their interests. So yeah, basically just a correction for episode two. We done fucked up and kink shamed. We apologize. <laughs> um, uh, but and, yeah, thank you for, for saying that as well. Oh yeah, no, of course, like it's going to happen. Yeah, like it's going to happen on the podcast where things are said that need to be corrected. So yeah, yeah as long as it's addressed like in the next episode. And there's always, there's always going to be, you know, you're always going to get people who are going to misinterpret certain things anyway. So, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. you say nowadays, sometimes it's going to be controversial anyway. Yeah, Some, some people are going to have different opinions, no matter what you say or what you do. But yeah. as long as, as long as you kind of realize and correct things that you think you actually look back on and was like, hmm, maybe that wasn't correct. And then yeah. just, uh, yeah, it's good that you're having a discussion about it now, though. Yeah. Um, and was there another part to do with turfs that we, like, we didn't clarify as well? Oh, yeah. I just, um, it was when you were talking about it, and I know, like, one of the focus was when uh, it was a lot of lesbian turfs taking over Pride in London. And I, I just, it would have been, I think it would have been nice to put in, you know, that, like, 
not all not all the the lesbian it is a big issue even in the lg lgb community that a yeah. lot of people have that opinion of of trans people but just to, to clarify as well that we're not all like that and it's yeah. like i would want like it's all everyone deserves to be equal yeah yeah it was just it was just like it was like oh it was like um oh you know all the lesbian turfs but not yeah. all the turfs are lesbians and not all the lesbians are turfs yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah. <laughs> it's the same with any community there's always going to be unity yeah well even you like as pansexual you know and like bisexual people get it a lot like it's like from from the gay community oh yeah didn't you know we don't exist oh yeah yeah, yeah, because you're because, like because automatically, a, yeah. automatically she's a lesbian now because she's that's, married. That's how it woman. works. Yeah, I don't find yeah. any attraction to men anymore. That's just how it works. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a switch that turns off you uh, when you get married to a woman. Yeah, yeah. like there are it's erasure. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's just something like it's like every everything with everything. Then when we're different, we got to work to be seen. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. But like, it's not like I wouldn't never be like, oh yeah, I'm in a, a lesbian relationship. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just I'm married and she's my wife. Yeah. But, like everyone, our house is kind of when we moved in to our estate. I was on the bus one day and I heard uh, some some like teenagers talking and they were like, oh, that's one of the that's one of the the ones who lives in the lesbian house. <laughs> Our yeah, house little is, kids. Our house sake. is kind of like, like we have a very queer orientated house. Yeah. But it was like the assumption that everyone here is a lesbian when I'm literally the only one living in here who is. Yeah. Yeah. People, like most people around here are okay with it. Hmm. We've had like a couple of things that, like, a certain neighbor in the area, um, we put up a pride flag. They didn't like it. They told us about it. And we said, well, look, proud of who we are. I'm not taking it down. So, yeah. you know, you have a problem. But then we have the other side who we yeah. were talking to our other neighbors. And when they heard about it, they also they, brought a pride they flag. They was like getting on Amazon, <laughs> ordering pride flags. Next day, I had it up so in the window. We're so. slowly going to turn our estate into a rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it just goes to show, like, for every one person who doesn't like what you're doing, there's yeah. 10 more. Who, who are going to back who, you? Who have your back? You yeah, so, that's brilliant. Yeah, try not to focus on the bad people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I suppose to finish up, is there anything else that you'd like to bring up? I guess I'll better do one advertisement. Uh, the GoFundMe is on uh, my my film page on Facebook, which is which is Sinead Huggins Films. Yeah, you can also see my website there, which is in the about section, but um. The whole page is just basically films I'm making, films I've made. Um, give the Facebook page a like if you want. Have a look at the GoFundMe, share it if you want, and uh, donate if you want. And we really appreciate it. Yeah, it sounds good. And like the whole point of this podcast is to support queer people. So all queer people out there, here's a queer filmmaker. Let's support. Brilliant. <laughs> and I really appreciate you having me on as well. Oh, no, thank you for coming on. Like the whole podcast is about having different people on and getting them to speak about their experiences and everything. So 100% it depends on guests like you to 
come on and volunteer so I really appreciate you being on here and Esther thank you for joining us as well yeah sorry I was <laughs> AWOL for most of it yeah um, preparing a secret Valentine's Day surprise yeah. that I really want to know about for... <laughs> well, um, and happy Valentine's I'll, I'll, I'll update everyone. you on it yeah I'll update you on it I'll send you a text later do you? I really want to see you hear what it is <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah it was lovely to meet you as well lovely to meet you too as well so just to yeah finish off like the Queer Tales podcast can be found on instagram twitter and facebook at as at queer tales pod uh, the email address is queer tales podcast at gmail.com if any listeners want to reach out with suggestions or feedback or to volunteer to be a guest you can just hit me up on social media or email me so that brings us to the end of this which is female force so thank you two for joining and yeah this is great thanks thank very you much for having us. Really. see you again see you again